take a moment and introduce our two speakers. And this is our first attempt to a father-son men's breakfast. And I'm hoping it is a, a trend. I think it would be fabulous for father and son, or maybe even and a grandson to um, so through life is with our families and seeing how that connects us together and with our church congregation. You know, amazed me. There are some amazing stories that come out of their families. I got to know the Dinos and I, I came and showed me a picture and in this picture, all of all four of our kids were under the age of five. And so to see Alec at less than five years old, you were probably three or four. And to compare that to the young man who today is in a leadership role is just an amazing, amazing thing. So um, we've known the Dino family, I feel like as long as we've been RUNC. Um, in all four parts, it's not always the right four parts, but together we can sing all four parts. And so whenever you can make music together and you have stories uh, together. But um, I want to just leave up to these guys to tell you a little bit more about their journeys. And so I'm going to turn it over to Charlie Dino and his son, Alec Dino, and uh, give them the floor here for a bit. And um, I'll keep letting people in from the waiting room. All right. Excellent. So can Charlie, I hope you can hear me. I'm turning it over to you. Yep. Can everyone hear me? All right. Good. Eric said it would be dark. I'm actually uh, working out of the beach this week. So hopefully you guys are seeing the sunrise behind me. Tough life. And as you can see, you can figure out who the dad and who the son is from our hair in time. So anyway, um, I don't know, you know, I think I know some of you, I don't know all of you, which is always kind of cool um, coming to these uh, RUMC uh, gatherings. So uh, I'm Charlie Dino. Um, I'll let Alec talk in a little bit. He'll, he'll probably uh, kid around and say he won't get a word in edgewise. That's what the family is. So, um, so our story, Eric told just a little bit of it. Um, I don't, I'm surprised. I mean, I think people, you know, tell us about their journey in, in uh, Christ, but also um, RUMC. I, I joined RUMC at the age of 24. My wife and I had just gotten married. Um, this today, what we're going to talk about is just kind of how um, the church and then my relationship with Alec um, has not only enriched my life from a, a Christ perspective, but I've been, you know, some say lucky, uh, I'd say blessed. Um, a lot of that has to do with, I'm sure, as many of you, because I can see some of you, and I know your lovely wife's married up. I definitely married up. I uh, met my wife at Brevard College, which was a Methodist school that I barely got into um, after playing around too much in sports and life in East Cobb, Georgia, after moving from New York and as a sophomore in high school. And um, this true story, my, my wife, uh, as our, after our first couple dates, my sophomore year, her freshman year, told me I was going to church on Sunday. And I hadn't been to church, quite frankly, probably since, uh, so that would have been, I met her in the fall of 89, so Easter. We were Christmas Easter Catholics, so um, started, started going to church with her, and that'll come in the story later when we talk a little bit about Alec and our kids. But um, to fast forward it, um, I didn't ask a very important question, which now would have been a good question in my faith journey, but I didn't ask what her dad did. Her dad was a uh, United Methodist minister, Jeff, I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, he's, he's since passed. He was a member of the Western Carolina Conference, so didn't ask that until about 
four months in to meet her parents. I was horrified. I, 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 um, I, I just felt like, uh, and I, I don't know if Alex heard some of this. I, I felt like, you know, geez, what do you do now? You know, you've not, you're not really going to church much. You know, I, just, I didn't know what it meant to be, you know, on, on the journey that I've been on now from a faith perspective. So anyway, um, we, uh, we searched churches for a while. Um, when we first, I moved her from to Atlanta. She's the only one in her family that's ever left North Carolina. Um, I see Joe's got his app stuff on, so he knows we've got a pretty big background in North Carolina from Jennifer's family. Um, but we started searching churches and when we got to RUMC, um, a couple of things really uh, made us uh, want to continue to come and, and it'll be to this story with Alec here go. But um, one of them was the choir. That's just the, that's just what it is. I mean, we, we've been in the choir for many, many years. Um, that's uh, Jennifer was the one that picked that. I don't know if many of you know that sing with me is um, I was not a singer. Jennifer uh, told me that I was on six softball teams. So this tells you a little bit about me and what this journey went, but six softball teams I'm playing on here in Atlanta. And um, she took me up to their house at Lake Junaluska and told me, um, that I was going to start singing in the choir. I said, you're out of your mind. I'm not going to sing in the choir. And she said, well, if you're not going to sing in the choir, then I'm not coming home with you to Atlanta. So I said, okay, I'm going to sing in the choir and I'm going to drop two softball. That's kind of how that went. But the other reason um, we joined was the youth ministry. I mean, we knew um, we wanted children. Um, we had seen um, the little children's ministry at the time. Um, our youth ministry, Jason wasn't there yet, obviously, but the youth ministry, we kind of researched that as well because we wanted to make sure, and this I was totally in on, so I will tell you now, now the kidding stops, um, is I just felt like um, I didn't get it as much as I would have hoped growing up, but I wanted my children to get a faith base, um, just having been around Jennifer and her family and just what I'd seen from her, their family and their faith as well. So um, that's the reason we came to RUMC. Um, I'm not telling you, I would be the, the first to tell you that um, I've not always uh, been on the journey that I would have hoped the whole time, um, meaning attendance, being involved. I thought being in church, I'm just going to tell you, and this is why I want, when Alec tells you his story, um, why I'm so proud of him. My, my thinking of being in church was just coming on Sundays, just showing up on Sundays. So, and that's okay. I, I think people do that and that's okay. But um I just started to realize, and I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of the brothers in Christ I see on this this um, Zoom, and then also um, just being in the RUMC uh, culture for so long is I started to, you know, get tapped on the shoulder. Well, why aren't you involved in field day? Well, I've been involved in field day now for six years. Why aren't you involved in um, <clears throat> men's breakfast? Eric Stevens, two years ago. Why aren't you coming to men's breakfast? I said, I don't even, didn't even know there was a men's breakfast. So started to come to that. Things like that, that, you know, I, I know you you guys probably do, but I mean, I know it's being recorded, but others that come to our church, um, you know, it's, it's not a, one thing I love about our church, and I think this is going to come up in the story a little bit later, but um, nobody really pressures you with anything. And I think that's important in your faith journey. But just to ask the question, Eric said it earlier, just asking someone to speak or just asking the question um, it, it, it really makes a big difference in someone's life and it has with mine as well. So um, Alec though, I'm gonna let him tell his quick story, but Alec um, grew up in our church. So that's why I wanted you to hear my story a little bit. My story's a lot different than my son's story. Um, he grew up in our church. Um, that's not to say, you know, life is easy when you grow up in a church either, but 
Um, I think it's had a huge impact in his life. And I'm going to let him tell his story here quickly. And then I'll just tell you guys from my perspective, um, you know, not only what the church has meant, but what he's meant to my faith journey as well. So Alec, do you want to talk for a few minutes? You, you, you talk as long as you want or as little as you want, as, as you know, that your dad talks a lot. So yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So, Hey everyone. Yeah. As I've been introduced, I'm Alec. I'm Charlie's son. And yeah, I, I've literally been in RMC since, uh, since I can remember. Um, it's funny. Um, I currently am running um, one of the crew groups with the youth ministry, which is essentially like a bit of a tighter D group that they're trying to um, work out. And um, I'm running it with my good friend, Charlie Rogers, who is someone else that has been at REMC as long as I've known. And it's funny, we, we always tell our guys that uh, we've literally grown up in this church together. And it's the truth. I mean, I can remember as a kid um, being at the church three, sometimes four nights a week, depending on what was going on. I mean, I had, you know, obviously Sunday school and church on Sundays, and sometimes even when I was younger, helping out with the kids' own productions. And then um, my parents had choir some nights. So those nights we had to, we were down in the nursery just hanging out while they sang. And then we had kids' choir later that week. So, you know, up at the church all the time, involved in all the music day camps, involved in all the camps during the summers and everything. And um, that really allowed me to have a, a strong base as I grew up. But um, I, I was talking to my guys the other night um, because, you know, obviously they're uh, facing a lot of like the real world challenges as they go through high school. And it's something that we ask them to talk to us about all the time and like, hey, just speak up, let us know, because I'm sure one of us has been through that, you know. And um, it was, one of them recently, you know, was talking about being in the situation of not knowing what to do when a certain friend's like, hey, you want to come over to my house? We're probably going to have some beer, blah, 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 stuff like that. And I mean, these are guys that are like 14 years old. It's crazy to think that. But um, I, I told him the truth that, you know, when I was coming up through church, I actually, one of the things I regretted the most was um, coming to Roswell uh, versus going to school over near Marietta. Um, I didn't have a lot of school friends at church. So I almost felt like I had um, two different friend groups. I had my friends that I played football and baseball with, and um, and then I had my friends from church. And um, you know, I, I, I was lucky enough that I didn't allow that to like make me lead two different lives. But at the same time, I was not the same man in front of each group, right? Um, I, I, I had friends who did all kinds of stupid things and everything like that. And I never spoke up about it. I didn't get involved, but I never spoke up about it, right? So it was the, you know, passive letting it happen. Whereas when I was at church, I was this very different person. And those are my church friends. And it allowed me to separate the two lives. And it actually um, was a rude awakening when um, I left for college. Um, I went down to Milledgeville, Georgia College, which I love the school and everything, but um, leading such what, I mean, I honestly can only call a kind of a sheltered Christian life for as long as I did, um, especially in East Cobb, you know, where everything's comfortable, everything's safe, you know, um, and the church is so supportive and reaches out to you and makes sure that you're doing well and you got your parents there making sure you're doing well and going to church and everything. You get to college and it's a, it's a rude awakening of, hey, you have to pursue Jesus just as much as he's going to pursue you if you want him in your life, you know. Um, and I actually, my freshman year, pretty much, it's funny, I, I don't ever tell people that I left the church, obviously, I always still consider myself a Christian, but I wasn't going to church, I wasn't involved in any of the campus ministries, and that was partially because um, I, I think I was, you know, doing the typical um, young college lifestyle, I, I was I was hanging out with friends, we were going downtown, you know, we were having a good time, and I felt like I couldn't be a part of, once again, I felt myself in two, two different lives, I, I I didn't want to go to the campus ministries because I felt like 
I don't think I'm supposed to be there. Like that's not who goes to hang out at those things. And um, then when I was with all my other friends, right? Like I also wanted like to be able to be considered a Christian at the same time. So I was leading this like double path. And I remember my, um, my first year when um, I believe at the time it was Kayla Fransman was organizing AYL leaders. She came to me and asked if I would be a leader. And I actually said, no, I was, uh, I was honestly embarrassed about it because I, I literally was thinking to myself, it was a spring of my second semester. And I was like, I don't know how, how could I go in front of some high school kids and tell them that I'm the example of a Christian man right now. Right. And it was something I struggled with for a while. And then my second year rolled around and quite frankly, not a lot changed, but it got to the point where I, I, I felt the, the call of, Hey, like, maybe this is how you can get back into it. Right. And ended up being a great AYL, not just for the kids, but for me. Um, and the next two that I went to afterwards, listening to the speakers and everything, I gained just as much as I think the kids did and getting to talk to those kids and kind of grow with them and see where they're at helped a lot. Um, but it, you know, graduating and moving back home, I, uh, came back to my parents' house and I actually, I was a part of the choir for a little bit there before I moved out here to Norcross. Um, but after that, I didn't know exactly what, um, what I was going to do. And I remember praying to God and asking, you know, give me a way to get involved in the church. And, you know, I wasn't really seeking it out, but, and that's probably also on me, but I was just asking like, give me a way. And uh, lo and behold, two months later, after saying that prayer every couple nights, um, Jason Scott reached out to me and was like, Hey, we're looking for guys to lead some uh, groups for what we're going to call crew. And I was like, well, I mean, if that's not as obvious as it gets, like that's a way to get involved. And I've really enjoyed it since. Um, and I keep telling my guys that, you know, I'll be as honest and vulnerable about my faith journey with them just because I want it to, you know, seem tangible. Um, I, I feel like I had a lot of leaders who did the same because uh, that's, that's what makes it attainable for these guys. And then um, I also tell them that I, I'm as excited as they are, I hope, because personally, I feel like it's a chance for me to grow, not just, you know, to teach. I mean, I'm 24 years old. I've got so much to learn and um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see where that keeps going. But um, you know, I, I will say that growing up in REMC, as long as I did, and having um, a church family like this was really the, the way that it was so easy to return after I felt like I had almost stepped away for a little while when I was in college. And um, that's probably one of the biggest things that um, I am so grateful for. Excellent. Thanks, buddy. So, so let me tell you from a parent's perspective. So, you know, proud moment, but um, a couple things. Uh, one, um, Alec was baptized in church. So when he says he can't remember, that's because he was, he, he literally was baptized and confirmed that he, he did grow up in church. But, um, just a couple things. And I, you know, I, for, for whether it's your sons with sons, you know, if you've got right now or an entering any, one of the things that, um, he probably doesn't remember is one. And then this changed. So I want you to hear this from a, a parent's perspective. Um, there were many times in middle school and high school where, uh, Alec, Caitlin was never like this. Some of you might know my daughter. She's, she's uh, more like her mom. She was, I, she just got a, some kind of fake light in her. She just never, never lost anything. She's not like Alec and I, but um, there were times where Alec didn't want to go to uh, to youth group, et cetera. And we just said, listen, you're going to go, you're going to show up. So there's a couple people. He mentioned Charlie as being a friend, but a lot of, you know, Paul Sliger, I think. So Paul was very instrumental. Um, when you talk about, it takes a, it takes a village to, to raise our children. Uh, Paul 
um, huge part of my son's life. And funny as it may be, Paul lives in my neighborhood. We've, we've known each other before Alec was even involved with him in church. That'll go to my story here in a minute uh, as I wrap up with this. But um, so, so that's one. The one thing that he's being very, very humble about, my son, is uh, when he was in high school, um, I coached all the kids that he hung out with. So there, there was probably a proclivity because he was so involved in the church, et cetera for maybe them to, to not include him in things. Um, but I never saw that. I, I, I give him a lot of credit. And I think that a lot of his friends, he'll probably be surprised later in life, will probably say to him that um, what they saw in him might have helped them make some decisions. Because he told me it was a proud moment then, but then we'll talk about college for a minute, is you know junior year in high school, we were together. I think we were going to the church for something. Um, it was an evening, and he just said, "I said, you know, are you getting asked to go to parties and the like?" You know, no, my friends actually know, you know, my my faith and my involvement in our church, and so they just they just don't invite me because they know I'm probably going to say no. So proud moment then. I knew it was going to happen next. I mean, it's it's you know he's right. You go to college. And uh, you, you kind of sow your oats a little bit. I'm sure a lot of you have done that all of us as men. And, you know, just, he, was, he was in the church for a long time. And um, I, Jennifer, our, my wife, uh, my forever someone said she was very worried. She was like, we need to tell him to go to church. I'm like, listen, let him find his way. And right, I think that's for a lot of us. And I, I said this to Eric when we were talking um, leading up to this. We talk a lot, but I just said, you know, it's one of the things that, I truly believe in my faith journey, and I hope I'm bringing to others, is giving the message or just asking someone if they want to go to church. That's that's awesome. You know, pressuring someone to do something that they're not ready to do is is not the way that it becomes a passion. So I just said to her, let him find his way. He'll, he'll find his way. He, it, it'll, it'll work out now. It'll work out later in life. He'll figure something out. Um, he's He's met a, a lovely young lady who, who uh, goes to a Methodist church up in Johns Creek. And um, he's right. He came home and AYL was a big moment. I was like, is he going to start doing AYL again? His sister, I would think he would admit this. His sister is a big part of his faith journey too. She was asking him, Alec, are you going to come home and do AYL? And I'm sure Jason was as well. Um, we hosted kids for a long time. That wasn't me. That was Jennifer. I enjoyed it. That was great. Um, again, another one that, you know, I didn't think I anything about it, but it's been, it's been a good part of my uh, faith journey as well. So, um, but just to fast forward a little bit. So um, I have been uh, in a good way. I, I, I work with gentlemen who for the first time in my career, I kind of took a leap of faith, um, left the corporate world and started a business with some partners and um, it's grown uh, explosively. I'm, I'm very blessed, but we all believe that we're, um, we're servant leaders and that that's, that's part of our uh, way to lead from a CEO perspective. So I tell you that because I've been extremely busy. I just took over another business. Um, these are all the excuses you give, right? When God taps on your shoulder. So um, probably, I guess it's been about four or five weeks ago, Mr. Scott, Jason sends myself and, and my wife, Jennifer says, Hey, you know, your names came up as possible leaders for, our um, youth ministry on Sundays. Um, we're going to rename it Crew as Alex. Um, it, it was, um, they, they called everything D groups. It was just Sunday, but now they're going with methodology. So, you know, I saw the email, talked to Jennifer that night. Jennifer, God love her, is a fifth grade teacher. So I'm sure you guys can know the rest of that story. Teaching online is not easy, by the way. It's, it's uh, anybody who tells you that, or if you're seeing that in the news, that's total malarkey. It's, it's a lot of work. So she said, I don't think I can do it right now. I, of course, 
was going to take the easy way out. I'm being honest with you. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm, um, I don't have enough time. I can't do this. I can't give this. And so, you know, have you guys had those God moments? And Alec was part of it too, is um, I found out he was going to be doing it and now uh, taking a group. And I started to uh, get these little uh, voices of, so you tell everybody, and this is true. So this is part of the story is um, I am the first person to tell somebody when they say, Hey, by the way, I think you're uh your children are wonderful. How did you raise them? What did you do? What did you do? Like there's this magic. And, um, you know, I say a church has a lot to do with it. I would tell you that we kept them very active, one in the band and choirs and my daughter and the other one in sports. And they were very involved in our youth ministry. Oh, really? Tell me more about the youth ministry. So I tell them. And so I started to hear in the back of my head. So hold on. So you talk the talk, but do you walk the walk? So you talk the talk that you have this wonderful youth ministry and they helped your children you, I really did. I, I loved coaching um, young men. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was never a chore for me, whether it was baseball, football, or basketball with Alec and other kids. So um, I took a leap of faith. I took a seventh grade group. I got nine seventh graders. I've got one of the biggest middle school groups. So it's been, uh, it's been kind of cool and fun. Um, I've gotten a lot out of it. It's, it's what I say to you that this walk of faith is I give Alex some credit too, is, you know, being a, not only a son, a friend now, it's, it's nice to have your son be your friend as well, but him jumping in with Charlie, when I found that out, I was like, you know what, I can do this. I can, I can spend the time during the week getting uh, prepared by looking at, you know, the lesson for the week. I can be there for these young men. And um, so it's been three weeks. I missed this past week because I was here at the, the beach with my wife as well. But um, I've already, I mean, this is just enriching. I just want you to get stories. So, um, you know, seventh grade boys, the first night, um, they're throwing, I mean, Jeff, please, Jason knows this, but you can hear this now. So I'm, I'm telling a little, so they give them these nice little, um, they were books, almost like mini, they were kind of like Bibles, but they were faith lessons, et cetera. They start winging them at each other, like just throwing them at each other's heads. And so I'm like, oh gosh, I forgot seventh grade boys. This is going to be an adventure. So again, though, I mean, this is the the adventure of, I guess, being older and having children. I'm like, you know what? Don't don't be that guy that you start like, you know, being autocratic and you can't do that. And so I just one of them. I I uh, part of the story. I, he opened up the book and said in there, "Gift to you." And I said, "Hey, read the first page." There it says, "Gift to you." And I said, "Hey, by the way, do you throw gifts when your your parents or somebody gives you a gift?" No. The reason I'm telling you this is the last Sunday I was with them. I, I, we'll see where the journey goes with these kids, but I felt really honored. Um, you know, the seventh grade boys are it's a weird time in kids, you know, especially young men's life, as you guys know, but they were like, uh, I told them they'd call me Dino. That's our last. And so they were like, uh, Dino, do you know about Among Us? Well, this is a game on a phone, just so you guys. And I'm like, no, I don't know. What is it? So they started telling me. And so I have the game now. We're on a text group. So they've, they've been texting me. Um, we've been playing the game. But the reason I tell you this whole story is, um, one, I give a lot of credit to Alec in my faith journey. Two, um, you know, God has a very, very funny way of sometimes uh, calling you out, right? When you think you, you think you're on the, you know, I'm in the choir, I'm, I'm involved in, in field day, I'm involved. I can't take on a youth group, and then he starts tapping me on the shoulder. And what's funny to me, is, and what's cool, and part of your faith journey, I, part of my faith. Every time he does this to me, I get more out of it. 
than what I thought I was. So I'm already getting, but just to wrap up the story, um, you know, from our perspective and our faith, you know, I give a lot of credit. There's a lot of names I see on this Zoom um, that have been involved in, in our kids' lives and in our lives, um, you know, just from the standpoint of, I, I couldn't be prouder. And I'm very, very honored, Eric, to talk to you. I couldn't be prouder of the young man that, that spoke a little while ago. Um, and a lot of that has to do with our church, our youth group, people on this Zoom call, and a lot of where I'm at in my faith journey has a lot to do with a lot of people call as well. I will say this, um, as persistent as he can be, Mr. Stevens, um, we have been friends for uh, going on 25 years. Uh, he's a definite part of my faith journey as Charlie's part of Rogers as part of Alex. Um, he was good for uh, when I, when we had the kids, I mean, we were, he'll remember, we, both of them had ridiculous schedules. I know his girls did too. And we kind of lost track of choir. Um, we, we just, we just did. We couldn't get, I mean, we were there on church on Sunday. We were still involved in those, but we just could not get there during the week on Sunday. So I would always get this text or this call. How are you doing? By the way, we still have a sweet seat at choir. Never, never, never too much pressure on me, but um, a big part of the faith journey as well. So I, I just wanted to say thanks, Eric, for having us here to talk to you guys. Thanks to you guys for being uh, those of you that I don't know, but those of you that I do know being brothers in Christ through, through my journey, but also uh, maybe helping and, and, and contributing to the church, my son, Alec, and, and hopefully many more young men and young ladies that are going to our ministries. Well, I appreciate you both being here this morning. I'm sorry I've uh, ended up on a... Uh secondary device with a secondary <laughs> connection this morning. So I'm, I may have missed part of that, but I'll hear the recording. One of the things that I have seen both of these men do is learn how to walk their walk out in the world, not just where it's comfortable and easy on campus, on our church campus, but out in the world where, you know, God asked us to be in touch with all of us. And I, I, Charlie did something in a leadership role um, as COVID was kicking off and as businesses and families, and then we're kind of going through a, a time of transition that really stuck with me. And um, if you look him up on LinkedIn, you'll probably catch a couple of his videos. And I am always so uh, inspired by men and women who find a way to lead in the world and, 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 and to carry some of Christ's joy and, and love with them in, in the way that they do that. That is a wonderful way to draw people into, well, why does he do that? What, what causes him to do that? That is a, a beautiful form of invitation. And, um, you know, I have uh, appreciated over the years the men that I have gotten to men's breakfast who have helped me see how to engage in the world and not just treat church like it's a Sunday morning activity. And so um, um, we've got a few minutes here for breakout sessions. And so what I'd like to do is I'm going to break us into groups. I'm going to try and do it on this iPad. So if I, I, I mess this up, I apologize. Um, and I, I'd like us to kind of do prayer concerns at, in, in our table groups. And, and I've, I've got two real questions I'd like you to consider. One, if we were to think about uh, meeting not only online, but also in person, as early as next month, what would be your concerns about that? What would be your interest in doing that? Would it make it more invitational? I know it's early in the morning on a Thursday. It's even earlier if you're trying to get to Roswell, but I, I, miss, I miss actually having bacon with you. And so um, I'd like you to talk about that. 
And I'd like you to give an example of somebody you've seen in your COVID experience who you believe has been walking a walk, either that needs a friend to walk with them, right, as a prayer concern, or you have been inspired by. And so um, I'm going to break us up into groups here real quickly, and uh, we'll take about five or ten minutes maybe, and then we'll get back together. And if you can bring a prayer concern or a celebration with you, that would be, that would be super. So let's see if I can do this all at once. Oh, maybe I can't. Breakouts. I thought there was a way to do breakouts from your iPad, but I've always done from not my iPad. Whoops. Uh, well, I don't think I have the, the ability to make me hope it's, uh, it's not on my admin. Are, are you comfortable doing it if I make you the host again? Uh, yeah, I can do that. I think I, I know how. Just right. I didn't know you took it back. That might be why I'm not seeing it. All right, Charlie, I'm making you the host. And if you could break us up into, I don't know, five or six, five or six breakouts, that would be great. See it on the ad. It should be at the bottom. Oh, of the I, see I see it. I see Sweet. it. Thank you. Uh, now, there's already rooms that you have designated. Is that? Just do whatever makes sense to you. Just break us up into smaller groups. Okay. How many have we got? 19. So maybe like four groups of five. Okay. Don't want to leave anybody off. All right, you're matchmaking. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make sure there's going to be one that I'm going to add somebody back here. So catch up on prayer concerns. What would it take for you to come back in person? And uh, we'll, uh, who have you been inspired by? Yeah, you should have gotten an invite. Did everybody get their invite? All right, cool. All the way. Well, we're back first. It's on a countdown. It's counting down the rest of the rooms. I, I haven't used this in a while, the breakout room, in my uh, Zoom from work. So. We got about 30 seconds. Looks like Eric's Z paper cloud notes. Are to answer your question, Dave, we're, we're thinking about joining that the gym again. Uh, you know, we, it just wasn't on, on, we just didn't feel safe there when this all thing started, but uh, I've gotten a couple letters from emails from them and got to the end of November really to decide we were on a discounted rate with a senior citizen family plan. We had the grandkids on with us. They're, they're going to let us back in with that. So, so we'll see how it goes. We, we've been, you know, Maureen and I have both been walking five, 10 miles a day, five days a week, six days Good a week. Good for you. Good for you. And, and you know, I'm active around the house. And the only thing is my retirement income has not kept up with all the money <laughs> I've been spending on these home repairs. <laughs> I can't build a customer. <laughs> I, I know the feeling. If I, knew yeah, COVID, about it. if I knew COVID was coming, I would have bought more stock in Home Depot and Lowe's for sure. Oh, my goodness. way up. Oh, and in Zoom. Yes, yes. I, I had my financial advisor buy into Zoom right at the beginning of that, this whole deal. So. I, was, well, I was told to buy Zoom last November, and I just, ah, oh, no, that, what, 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 what do I know? Well, Charlie, thank you for uh, breaking us up in the breakout session. No worries. Um, I'm going to ask, you know, one leader from each group to uh, give us a little bit of report. I'll start. I had uh, Scott and Lee and Jerry. I don't know which Jerry that is. So Jerry, let me know. I didn't see your face on our, so let me know your last name and I'll uh, um, look forward to catching up with you later. And, and, and Scott had a prayer concern for his son, Randy, in that, you know, his path to be reconnected uh, to the church you know, might follow um, over time, the something in that, you know, you and Alec uh, have already witnessed to, today. 
And uh, he had a prayer concern for a, a church staff member that he's aware of named Edgar, who is not at our church, but who's having surgery today. And so, you know, um, we'll, we'll close the prayer in just a minute. And I had a, I have a praise here. My uncle got a new, he is 85 years old and he got a knee replacement last week and he is home and um, or on his way home at least. And it's just sort of amazing in these conditions to see somebody go through a major surgery and all that goes into that. Um, Charlie, could you report from uh, your breakout room? Yeah, um, I, I uh, well, first the easy one, I mentioned uh, yeah, somebody who, for me, you were kind enough to say all my COVID videos, but somebody for me that uh, has been a really positive influence and a calming voice has been Michael Cromwell and mm -hmm. a lot of us, mm -hmm. there's a few other choir members I've enjoyed. Uh, I've had more exposure, obviously, like you from a choir perspective and also uh, his devotionals on Thursday. Jeff Ross has been good too, by the way. But, um, and, then, uh, and then as far as getting together, <laughs> uh, everybody was, uh, you know, if, yeah, I, I really deferred. I, I, I've been out and about, but it sounded like others have been out to, um, you know, dinners, et cetera, just as long as, you know, masks are involved and there's social distancing if possible. Um, you know, in and out with the masks is what the uh, the group kind of decided. It was me, Stan, Gene, David, Steve, Greg, Joe. That was, that was our group. So I, I took a sixth because there was a it was an odd number. Well, great. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeff, were you in your own breakout room? Jeff Ross? Yes, I, w I was. We had Craig, John, Jim, and Alec. And uh, we were fortunate and got stuck on the first question about uh, online or in person because we had Jim Gephardt and uh, he's on the co committee that's uh, making some of those decisions. So we got an inside update on all that's happening and uh, that kind of took our time. So I guess our, our prayer concern is just uh, kind of uh, people's comfortability uh, coming back and, um, uh, you know, I, people were talking about different uh, groups that they're involved in and, and uh, some of them are coming back and whether we feel comfortable or not, and that's everybody's decision. But Jim was assuring us the church has gone to great lengths to uh, kind of prepare, get ready. Uh, so some things are starting to happen. Uh, this Sunday, we're uh, worshiping at five o'clock outside, uh, and uh, there'll be uh, some hot dogs uh, to go along with that, and uh, then a couple of other events in October, and then uh, Sunday morning starting November 1st. And so, um, again, the church is, is uh, uh, following guidelines and monitoring everything and, and doing as good a, good a job as they can to protect folks, but that's still a personal decision. You know, you have to weigh, and if you're comfortable, come. If not, well, we'll see you in these little boxes, <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll try to slowly sort of unveil and get back to... Well, I'm excited that now that we've gotten used to being at a distance that we'll be able to always offer. Even if a speaker can't be in the room with us, we can have speakers that are at a distance. Yeah. If, yeah. You can't, if you're traveling, you know, Scott's almost always on the road and in making it possible for people to join in, you know, we've learned how to do that now. We're not going to drop that. And right. I'm excited to be a, a larger body of men that we can engage. Yeah. Because we've all gotten, well, Jeff, would you mind closing us out with a word of prayer? Sure. That'd be great. Let's pray. God, we, uh, we thank you for Charlie and Alec and their journey and uh, hearing about their story and, uh, 
and the impact the church has had and and so many different people playing into that that uh, uh, come alongside of family and individuals and people our, our youth uh, program. Uh, and we give you thanks, God, that this church does have a strong children and youth pro choir program. Uh, just so many different windows, doors guide us, uh, keep us mindful of uh, people that are coming to the door for maybe the first time that we can be greeters and welcomers and, and give the invitation as we've talked about a bunch of times. Hey, join us for this. Come be a part of that. Um, that, that goes a long way in folks' lives. God, for the prayer concerns that we've lifted up, we ask your uh, guidance and healing and, and direction. Let us know how we can uh, speak into people's lives and uh, share your grace and your love and your forgiveness and your mercy. Uh, we give you thanks for uh, the uh, upcoming services and just pray your guidance, uh, protection over folks as we uh, start to get back engaged. Uh, we bring all this, God, uh, in the name of your son, Jesus, uh, and ask uh, you to guide us as we go through this day. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm going to leave it up to you to research to see if bacon wards off COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you again, Charlie and, and Alec, for being here this morning. No worries. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of the week. Hey, guys.